Join David and Ross as they become discombobulated in Dorset. From pixies to poltergeists, witches to woodrows, hear them explore the legends, folklore, and outright weirdness of their own county. This it's is Dark Dorset. Podcast of Weird Dorset. Hello, I'm Ross in Dorchester. I'm David in Wareham. And this time, Hello. we look at spectral <laughs> swanage. Well, my headphones are falling off. Yeah. And this time, so I'm not taking this seriously, Ross. You're not. And this time, we look at spectral swanage. Although, neither of these places are strictly in, in, swan- swanage. in swanage. So, if we end up doing swanage, we might have to use that again. But they are near to swanage. So, before we start, David, what are you drinking? What local booze are you... I don't have any local booze. Um, I have a Brugada beer. There's a collaboration with Siren, um, whose beers I've had before. I think we did a Siren and cheese tasting thing in lockdown. That's quite nice. That's a hazy IPA, um, which is good. But because it's Burns Night, oh, yes. I also have a whiskey on the go. Oh, I could have got a whiskey. Yeah, right. which smells glorious. Which it's one? an art bag. It's the five wee beastie, and it's ever so drinkable and ever so smoky, but very sweet. I'm drinking my my current favourite beer, which I've discovered. This is um, Jurassic. Is it just called Jurassic? I can't see it. Yeah, you had this last time. Yeah. Well, and when you say favourite beer, free beer, you mean gifted no, beer? I went and bought oh, it's Chesil. It's Chesil, Jurassic Chesil. Because I went and I drank all the ones that my sister bought me, and yeah. I went and bought more. This um, is a lager. You're drinking a lager. Yeah. Well, I didn't really... It's a Pilsner. What's a Pilsner? Is that it's a different, lager. It's a lager, is it? Well, it's my favourite. It's, it's in a brown bottle, so it looks brown. Okay. And it tastes of biscuits, apparently. <laughs> Lager-flavoured biscuits. Yeah, it's um, it's a Pilsner, 4.1%. Colour, straw gold. Smell, herbal grassy. Someone once told me that cover smells of mown lawns. And I, I, I never what? got that myself, but... But if anyone says something smells of grass, um, uh, and then um, I might cut that out. But, <laughs> yeah, we'll just, just gloss over that uh, one. <laughs> and and um, it tastes of crisp biscuits. But it's my like, I think horse cum probably smells of grass mm-hmm. because they eat grass, don't they? Yeah, and it tastes like it as well. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we went to two locations near Swanage um, the other weekend. We did. Um, which... Uh, the first, uh, David picked one of them and I picked the second. So maybe we'll start yeah. with David. To start we, yeah, we decided we really needed to get out after Christmas. Um, even though we'd seen each other at Christmas anyway, which was fab. But we decided to get out and about. Uh, the weather's been horrendous. It's been mm. raining and then it's been frosty and icy cold. Um, but we got out and it was it was cool. Um, and we went to Alwell first, Alwell. which is very close to Swanage. It's... Uh, they kind of merge into one, really. Um, so it's on the left-hand side, depending on which way you're looking at Swanage. Um, and the legend we were investigating there is uh, dates back to the uh, 17th, 18th century, and it's legend of a toll gate that automatically opened, opened of its own accord, late at night when a traveller would pass by. And that is pretty much the extent of that, of that legend but yeah. about well, well but the reason why who's haunting it is a little bit but before we get there i've got my book of dorset place names and i need to talk about old because this is probably the got the coolest place name re, name reason i've got so okay. far 
Um, no pressure, Ross. No pressure. Uh, oh, well, in, it says in Swanage. Uh, first time it was ever um, picked up was Holwell, uh, which is in 1236, then Hulwell, uh, then Ulwell, and then it ended up being as Olwell. Um, but it means the well or spring uh, frequented by owls, which I thought was quite cool. Um, I like it. And we saw the water bubbling out of the ground while we were there, didn't we? We saw. Oh, we did. We saw spring um, actually water spurting out of the concrete. But um, so yeah, it comes from the old English of ool and well. <laughs> so you can see why there'd be wells there because it's 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 uh, right in the middle of a gorge. Mm with the perfect ridge coming down from either side. So yeah, and even with the would, pump house, which is there, there was still <clears> water just coming out of the ground because it was so so wet there. But yeah, uh, the idea that there's owls there as well, it just adds, a, adds to the spookiness of it all. <laughs> but David, yes. why is, uh, why is this no. all happening? Oh, well, it's in Swanage. Hmm. Um, so we, I thought this would be fun. It would be nice and easy and if we couldn't find the exact gate mentioned in the legend, that we'd be able to find a gate um, or a gate nearby, uh, which which was the case again. So looking up on the old charts and maps, um, I found a record of toll gates. And it uh, it listed that the toll gate at Alwell uh, was closed in 1829, but it gave a grid reference of where it used to be. So we drove nearby. We managed to park very nearby. Um and we approached the grid reference, and there were no gates there, but it was on the main road from Studland down through Alwell into Swanage. So you can see why it would have been a main route of, of, of sorts. It's not right on the on the big traffic um, byways and highways. What the fuck was that? This is the second time <laughs> this story is... Okay, what was that, David, that was, uh, that was just something falling off my shelf behind me. What was it, though? It was a bag. Okay. Right. Yeah, okay. it shouldn't have been there, but it was. Yeah, bloody hell. Second okay. time. Okay. <laughs> we will come. So in, we, we will yeah. come explain the first time in a moment, but yeah. We went to the gate, um, or we went to where the gate used to be, and there was a stile there next to the road, um, with a with a sign to a couple of footpaths. Um, so we started filming a piece, uh, very much just introducing the legend, um, like I have done, and I. Ross asked me what I thought of it, and I thought I, I told him it was totally made up and utter crap. Mm-hmm. Um, and the legend is that a witch who had taken the form of a cat was killed at or near the the toll gate, um, and subsequently put a spell on the gate so that passers by late at night it would open for them. And I thought I, I told Ross this was rubbish uh, because witches can't turn into cats. Um, and the six figures goes. <laughs> yeah, the six figures goes. And That's it was fun. probably just the chap who was in charge of the toll gate would go to the pub late at night and leave it open. Mm-hmm. And it was a very quiet road and no one would pass. Uh, we we then decided we'd have a look up the footpath, see if we could find a gate nearby just to, just to film it. So what was on it? It was Seven Barrow Ridge or something? It was... Um, Footpath is at the bottom of Round Down mm-hmm. on the way to Seven Barrows. So the first little hill we climbed was Round Down, uh, and it overlooks Godlington Hill. Uh, and there's meant to be a giant's grave there, Ross, Ooh, as well. We missed that. Okay. Yeah, we missed that. Um, so up, up we went, uh, very steep hill, two overweight, uh, under underfit chaps huffing and puffing the way at the top. 
Uh, got some amazing views of Swanage um, out across the beach out to sea. Um, couldn't find a gate there, so we kept trolling along the little footpath. And about 100 metres long, we found a gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and the yes. gate had uh, a, a, a quite a high amount of security on it, to, considering it was a gate in the middle of nowhere. So it Yeah, had it, it looked like cameras. it had a camera, didn't it? Yeah, but it CCTV, might, like a VR sensor. Yeah, um, um, but the gate was wide open. Uh, there were signs telling people they can't go any further than this, so maybe they've had... Yeah. trespassers or something but the gate was still white there was yeah. two gates <clears throat> a, 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 they probably got terms a smaller gate yeah. for, for walkers and a larger gate for vehicles yeah. there was a larger gate on the farm track and there was a smaller uh, wooden gate where that marked a footpath right away mm-hmm. um, so uh, Ross got his camera out again and we turned around to face the camera with the gate behind us uh, and about three or four words into Ross's explanation of why we were there the gate suddenly flew open, hit me on the side and knocked me off my feet. Clean knocked me off my feet, stumbling yeah. uh, to the floor in the mud and the grass. Yeah. Knocked my key, car keys out of my pocket. I was very lucky to to find those accidentally. I didn't know they were missing. Yeah. Um, I'd got a proper bruise on my on my arm. Uh, my wife said that um, you should, should not be friends with me because all I did was, was laugh um, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> Make sure I was filming myself for a bit before I, I took yeah. it to handle. Yeah, you yeah, did. Yeah. You did. So sorry. You did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was. It and it was. It very much felt like someone, something didn't want us to be there. Yeah. I instantly regretted dissing the story of the cat and the witch and the tollgate owner and yeah. the legend. Um, it was. Yeah, we were the only people up on that hill, and it, it was very bizarre. I would say it was very, very windy. However, the gate was shut. It would have blown because it was windy the whole time. There wasn't a, a sudden gust of wind. If you watch the video, there was a video which accompanies um, this. If you go to um, YouTube and put in Dark Darset, um, you can find it on there. Or go to darkdarset.com and follow the link. Um, you'll see the gate was, was shut and it's been wind. And the whole time we traveled there, the wind was blowing. So if, if the wind was going to blow open the gate, I imagine it was, would have blown open the gate by that point. The fact that we were just standing there at that point, it's, yeah, there we go. So yeah. we've had, we've talked about the story once and the gates fl- flayed open and hit David. Talked about it on the video and something just jumped off of his shelf behind him and, and nearly uh, brained him. So David is not be possessed <laughs> by the... Uh, well, I'm going to take ghosts a bit more seriously. I'm going to uh, give them some time of day, I think, but not much else. And I'm going to maybe wear a helmet wherever we go. So I looked into uh, witches and um, cats and why they're related, and witchcraft actually comes from the term craft of the wise. And witches were used to be quite a good thing. They were thought of as people that could heal the sick um, and being close to nature. So cats were quite common because they liked nature and pets, and uh, so cats would be there. And it wasn't until the 16th century when the church, the Christian church, got involved and started um, telling people that witches were bad because they were kind of stepping on their territory, weren't they, and mm-hmm. making people better. Um, and then cats were, were said to be bad. I think the nocturnal state of them didn't really help. People thought they were supernatural. And, of course, the black cats at night, you can't really see where they are. So mm-hmm. they, they they got the curse more than the others. But still, a witch can't turn into a cat and then no. put a curse on the gate. Yeah. Or, or be, yeah. And as we were saying, it's, just tell a, tell a simple story well. 
don't say it was a witch that turned into a cat. We got killed and got turned into a ghost, which then possessed a gate. Um, it's just, it feels like a lot of that. Yes. Anding going on there. Um, uh, and, but even though that's a very, very complicated story, the only, the only evidence we could find of it was like two lines. So, um, yeah, but there we go. Um, I wish we knew about the giant's grave because that would have been interesting as well. But I, I think that's the, you remember when we came down the hill and we looked up to the left and there were the, there was the, uh, the kind of valley, the grass valley yeah. kind of coming down from, from, uh, the left. Uh, there were, there was a, a burial mound up there, wasn't there? There was a circular well, if, thing. If it's in, called seven barrow. What's it? There must be seven of them up there somewhere, which is, um, I think that's the seven barrows is, is slightly further along. Yeah. So, or, or yeah. Well, nine def- barrow down. Nine, that's what I mean. So yeah, I yeah. can never remember numbers uh, on. <laughs> I'm dis- dysnumeric. Um, this is this is podcast number one hundred and thirty-eight. Yeah, I, um, but yeah, uh, we'll definitely be going back to that area because of um, Corfe Castle has got lots, um, lots of legends, and uh, we can probably do a Corfe Castle special in the summer. As, David, you're just saying that whiskey was not um, very drinkable, <laughs> but the, your, the look on your face there when you just. <laughs> It's <laughs> it's quite hot. It's nice. Nice, right? So after we left uh, um, the the well of the owls, and we travelled up the road a little bit to um, Studland, um, mainly famous around here because it's a nudist beach. But um, just off off of the uh, the beach, there is also a car park um, and a a church uh, called St Nicholas Church, which, um, to be honest, I've been there a couple of times, not to go to the um, the uh, the nudist part of the beach, but I never even yeah. noticed there was a church by that, by that, um, car that's park. because we always walk out of the car park the other, the other way where the pub is. Yeah, exactly. Um, so at a little bit, uh, so the reason we went to St. Nicholas church was, uh, because in a chapter of Dorset tales of mystery and murder called strange burials, it says that this church was actually built on um, the site of older churches, um, and older, holy sites they reckon that the current church there was um built it was it's a norman church that so would have been bought, built at the um the beginning of the ninth century but prior to that there was another church there which would have been uh, was sacked by the vikings which came up and uh sacked wareham um apparently wareham was sacked a few times by the um by the vikings that's why we had to build a wall in the end to keep them away we can do one about the wall yeah. of wareham at some one point i think um but when they, in the 1950s, 1951, a grave digger was um, excavating a grave in the grounds of St. Nicholas Church, and they he hit something hard, and it turned out to be a, uh, a, a large stone slab. And when he pulled that up, it was actually the lid of a stone coffin, and inside the stone coffin was a skeleton. The skeleton was of a 30-year-old woman, um, but what was unusual uh, was the fact that her head had been removed and her, it had been placed by her feet and also her jaw had been removed. Uh, and also in, the, in that grave, they found a, a spindle made of shell from Kimmeridge with seashells uh, accompanying the body. And they reckon it might have been a Bronze Age burial. But they reckon uh, that back then, in order to stop the ghost of, of someone, um, of a tormented uh, person who died... So there was obviously something going on with this person. In order to stop them coming around from the dead, you would remove their head. And in order to stop them cursing, you'd remove their jaw. So that is why we went to that church originally, to um, to uh, just be on the, the, the grounds of this headless, uh, cursed Bronze Age woman. But what we also found out was that 
So the church has um, some corbels or corbels, which yeah. are pieces of, um, they can either be wood or they can be stones, which they kind of jut out underneath the roof, which is it, it allows, it holds the weight of the roof. Um, because we were saying the roof on this place is, must be really heavy because it's made yeah. of massive slabs of stone. Corbell uh, is also a fabulous beer by Eight Arch Brewery. Is it? All right. I, th- I think I had one on one of the earlier podcasts. Mm. Yeah. So the cor- you can have uh, dec- decorative corbels or corbels. Um, and what's uh, we didn't realise until um, we went there that this had a, a some very pornographic corbels on there. <laughs> so there's a, there's a there's two figures copulating on there. Um, there's at least two men who've had their phalluses knocked off. But and we f- saw one, but apparently there's two Sheila gigs, which are famous um, uh, sculptures. And apparently there's only 51 Sheila gigs in the in the uh, in the UK. So we saw two of there were yeah, two of them. 49 to go. Yeah, 49 to go. Although they they look very impressive on the internet when you're doing the research, but when you're actually there. And you can't zoom in any closer with your camera. They're bloody miles away. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, the fact you was saying, oh, I can't see, I can't see the tune in a gig. I need to zoom in, zoom Oh, I need to get up there closer. So Yeah, it didn't go down well with the, the parishioners that were walking into their church service on the Sunday morning. Yeah, I'm just going to think that one's got his knob knob. <laughs> Um, but there was also some, some, there's some great, I want to go down um, again yes. and draw some. Um, there's some very beautiful, simplistic figures and heads and, very geometrical that that really stunning so a sheet and a gig so i've got to be careful um with this because there's lots of different uh interpretations of what a sheet and a gig is um and it has been um appropriated somewhat um by uh sort of feminist thinking and i don't i really want to be careful that i don't offend anyone or or misinterpret this or any anyway anyway all I would say from my research, it looks like there's a variety of different interpretations of it, but some people feel very strongly about what it what it does mean. So a sheila and a gig is a, a a female figure, often an old hag type figure, often with uh, large pendulous breasts, um, and they are presenting often an oversized vulva, as in presenting, pulling apart the uh, the uh, the part of the body. Um, there's a couple of schools of thoughts about why these are found on, particularly on ch- uh, on churches and um, bridges and uh, castles in Ireland. Uh, there's, there's how many in Ireland? 101 in, in Ireland. Um, and, That's too many. And f- That's too many. We should stick with the 49 in the UK. Yeah, 45. We've got 45 in, in, in There's 45 in Britain. Sorry. So there's even less. So the fact that we saw a building had two, that's, um, that's pretty good. Um, so they reckon they could be um, a warning against the the, the sexual uh, temptation of women. Um, that's why they think they might be on churches. But some people believe that they are actually um, older, older sort of like um, female fertility goddesses, yeah. um, which have been um, appropriated into sort of Christian sites. Some people say that there is it's about because because it's a, it's an often an older woman. But also showing a reproduction, or it's, it's maybe it's, it's, it's depicting like the circle of life, like the woman gets old, but also new life comes out of the woman and all that kind of stuff. Inter- it's what interesting, you know, it's these things which are just like in churches, and you don't yeah. unless you're looking for them, they know they're there. It's, I know it was pretty cool to go 
looking for the one grave and then realized the site was quite famous mm. for, for something else, which we would have probably not noticed because you have to look up. Um, some are more detailed than others, some are more weathered than others. Yeah. Uh, and to find such a such a rare and ancient kind of figure carved in one of those is was pretty cool. Yeah, some people do 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 almost like pilgrimages to go around and see them all. Um I I was listening to a, a podcast of a an American lady who describes herself as uh, a goddess of sorts. And she came. She came to the UK to go and be in the presence of all of these. Um, and uh, we, yeah. we should we should hide in the hedge, and then when they come through, we should slam the gate into them and lock them off their feet. <laughs> that sounds quite aggressive, David. <laughs> Did you know there was a Royal Navy ship named Sheila the Gig? Really? No, didn't know. Yeah, that. in uh, in eighteen uh, forty. Oh, apparently. So yeah. That's an interesting. Uh, yeah. I wonder why they called it that. But they, they they're not sure what the word means either. There's the etymology of of, of the name, so it, they think it could be that they reckon it might mean the old hag of the breasts. But the fact that they haven't all got breasts, um, and some of them are like ET. When you look online, yeah, it looks like a pornographic ET, as in like um, Steven Spielberg's one. So the was interesting. We didn't get to go inside because, like David was saying, it's still it's still a, a church which looks like where we use. There was a lot of people going in there, which, um, which was quite nice to see. Oh, we didn't see anyone come out. No, there's always But apparently, uh, they they think that it was used by smugglers in the 16th and 19th centuries to hide contraband inside the church as well, which um yeah, which is pretty cool. Uh, uh, and the other thing is that the the tower is on a 16 inch um kilter because um they they built the church on sandy soil but as i was saying to david i'm sure jesus did a parable about not building your, your church on sandy soil which the people of um studland probably ignored and then covered their <laughs> church in phalluses and, and volvers so and some really heavy roof tiles they were proper slabs of rock weren't they no wonder it's sliding down a bit yeah but i'm definitely going to go back and have a look inside there again uh did a little bit of research on who saint nicholas was he was the saint of fishermen in the sea. That's right. Sailors, that right? merchants, archers, repentant yeah. thieves, children, brewers, pawnbrokers, and students. And it's in a fabulous place, that church, because it does overlook all of Studden Bay. Yeah, and it's got an amazing graveyard um, as well. I need, again, wanted more time just to look at all the different graves in there. And it looks like it's still a, a, a it's still an expanding graveyard. Yes. People are still being um, buried there. Uh, one of the things St. Nicholas did, which I thought was quite cool, was he chopped down a tree that was possessed by a demon. So going on to our, we, uh, we've got uh, gates which have been possessed by cat witches. Um, St. Nicholas <laughs> chopped down a tree which was possessed by a demon. I, I don't know how, you know, what the problem about a possessed tree would be. It's not like it can get up and... No, how do you, you tell it's possessed? Yeah. <laughs> you just avoid it as well. Even if it is possessed, it's not going to do any harm, is it? <laughs> Any anything else about St Nicholas Church and the and the vol the volvers or the the vaulted volvers? No, I don't think so. Cool. What else do we normally do on this? I can't remember. We say it's not natural. It's not natural. There we go. We've got that on there. So we've had haunted gates. We've had giants' graves, headless Iron Age women, and we've got 
stone fannies. And that's not bad for a couple of hours on a Sunday morning within you know, half an hour from your house, is it? Yeah, it's good, it's good. If you knows of any weirdness you'd like to share with Dave and Ross, you can tell them by email at darkdarson at gmail.com or talk to them on Twitter at darkdarson. Well, until next time, stay discombobulated. Stay discombobulated. We need to find a black dog as well. The black, a black dog? A black dog. Yeah, there's uh, lots of black uh, dog pubs as well, isn't there? Yeah. Yeah, including one we went to a long time ago with some colleagues mm-hmm. and watched a man be sick over something. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I'm Ross in Dorchester. It's David picks his nose. I wasn't. I, I had something in my mouth, mm. part of dinner. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and David is... Do you even know the difference between a nose and a mouth? <laughs> Not in the dark. Stop it. <laughs> oh, pardon me. Oh Do cut that one out. Yeah. I'd pause so you can cut that one out. And if yeah. you don't, you're an ass. <laughs> you're an ass. 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 You're an ass.